going on today. We are going to be talking a little bit about priorities and diving in a little bit deeper on priorities and maybe even touching a little bit on values. And, you know, I think it's hard to kind of define the difference between these two. And what I'm going to talk about today probably doesn't fit under either category, but also probably fits under both categories. And what I'm going to be talking about is the generalistic nature of priorities. So people talk about priorities and they just go ultra general. They're like, you know, family, work, fitness, and they have like these just gigantic, broad stroke, broad brush things that they try to all encompass into a priority. And I just don't think that that works at all. Right. You can sit there and say, well, health and fitness is my priority. No, okay. well, let's define that. Let's go into subcategories and then subcategories of the subcategories. Right. If you're on, uh, you know, Microsoft Word, you have, you know, the one would be like, health and fitness, the subcategory A, B, and C would be like exercise, nutrition, sleep, you know, recovery, stress management, so on. And then each one of those obviously has a gigantic stretch for like exercise. You'd have strength, conditioning, heart health, metabolic conditioning, um, you know, explosiveness, agility, balance, coordination. You have this gigantic list and each one of those would all be prioritized under health and fitness. You are going to have a priority between what's more important to you, nutrition or exercise, right? Which one should be more important? And I would tell you nutrition should be more important, right? As as an expert in the field, I would tell you that if you had one hour, you literally only had like one hour and five minutes to spare each day, you were going to be better off creating high quality meals, good quality food, prepping and ensuring that your nutrition is on point. That will be better for your health and maybe spending five minutes on doing like Tabata burpees, then you would be working out for an hour and spending five minutes, maybe getting, you know, a sort of meal thrown together and then being back at square one the next day. And so inside of the first level of subcategories, so inside of, you know, those ABCD, you would have a priority list there. And then inside of each of those subcategories, which I'm pretty sure Microsoft Word goes to Roman numerals next. uh, So underneath exercise, you would have strength and conditioning and agility, balance, coordination, stamina, speed, all those things. And those would be prioritized. Right. So that you understand very acutely inside of all of your macro and your micro categories, which one is actually the priority. And if you understand this, what you can start to do and you can do this exercise, there's no reason not to. I sort of have a filing cabinet in my head that I create for this all the time. And, you know, inside of work, there is a thousand numbers. There's so much stuff to prioritize every single day. But I know that number one is always going to be coaches 
And under coaches, there is a billion things to prioritize to make sure that they are happy and getting better and taken care of and so on. And right underneath that, number two is going to be clients and making sure that they are happy and taken care of and things are staying interesting and we're developing and we're growing. And each one of those subcategories under work has, again, like thousands and thousands and thousands of you know little things that I have to prioritize every day. And the beautiful and challenging part about being a business owner, and I'm sure all of you inside of your work lives all have the similar challenges, maybe not the exact same, but similar challenges. The beautiful part is something every day comes up that is new and it's different and it's a new problem or it's a new opportunity. And I have to, you know, quickly sift through in my head, where is this going to fit in my priority list? What's it going to fit between? Is it going to fit between me doing, you know, programming notes or is it going to fit, you know, above a podcast, but below, you know, macro cycle programming stuff like where, where is it going to fit? And I have to take that new thing and file it in its position. And then that way I know where it falls on my hierarchy of day to day things. And we can do that on the macro really quickly by saying, you know, in general, all of the things that sit underneath work are more important to me than all the things that sit under leisure. However, there is also a time, you know, at 930 on a Friday night where I might have something that is super high on my subcategory. I might need to, you know, start developing our next, you know, kids class or something like that. And that's just sitting there. And that's a huge priority for me. But I also know that given the time constraints at that time at 9.30 p.m. on a Friday, leisure and family time and some of that stuff, it, it might actually come ahead of it. It might shift in focus. And so as we start to create these things, it requires a little bit of a deeper dive than just this surface level prioritization. And I think then you start to shift into the conversation of values and what do I really value? And I like this conversation much, much more because I think that this gets a little bit, you know, towards goals and towards, you know, accomplishments and some of those things. And one of my favorite stories is, you know, Warren Buffett had a pilot who was a pilot for of his for like a decade or two to 20 years, something like that. And the pilot one day mustered up the courage to look at him and go, Mr. Buffett, I'm such a fan of yours. I, I like read everything that you write. I'm, I study everything and I want to be successful. Like I want to be, I want to guarantee that I can be successful in everything that I want to do. And the story goes that Warren Buffett told him to write down his 25 most important career goals and accomplishments that he wants to achieve. And they did the flight and he left and he came back. And next time he got on the plane, he asked him if he did it. And he said, yeah, he said, great. Now I want you to go and I want you to think about it. And I want you to circle the five most important goals for you that you want to achieve in your career. And so the guy left and he did it and he came back and Warren Buffett asked him, he goes, great. So do you have your five? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, awesome. I want you to devote every ounce of energy to what you circled to those top five. And the guy goes, okay, I can do that. And he goes, well, what are you going to do with those other 20? And the guy goes, well, you know, those are secondary priority for me. So, you know, I'm going to focus my attention on the first ones and then those other ones will come, you know, a close second. And, I, you know, I still want to achieve those. And Warren Buffett said, no, those are your avoid at all cost things. And you have to you have to give up. You have to say no 
to other things that are going on, these distractions, the stuff that just comes up. And when you really sit down and think about it, you know that it is not going to move you closer to who you want to be. You know that that conversation, that dinner, that date, that, uh, you know, weekend away, that vacation, that Starbucks coffee, whatever it is, you know that deep down inside saying yes to that and going through and doing it is a distraction. It is a waste of time that is taking you away from your goals, your priorities, your sub priorities or your family or other things like that. And I see this happen all the time where people talk about, oh, you know, I never have any time. I'm, I'm so busy. And first of all, That is just a that is a loser mentality. That is a losing mentality. Okay, if the, the important way to start to think about that is saying I don't have time for something. A better way to say that is that's not high enough on my priority list for me to move things around in my schedule to reprioritize with that high enough for me to want to do it. Right. And I get that saying, you know, "Ah, I'm so busy is, you know, a a easier way to say it. And it's a more of a blow off. But if you in your head actually sit there and think, ah, you know, I'm so busy, I can't do this and that and this and that. Well, in reality, what you need to think about is where does this actually fit on my priority chart? And, you know, one of the things that we see all the time, and this is a uh, rich dad, poor dad thing. And I always loved it. I actually had this conversation in a meeting today with Ryan is, you know, he always talked about if you guys don't know rich dad, poor dad, I highly recommend reading the book. It's a great mentality, uh, you know, shift and uh, changes your focus a little bit on how you term, you know, the terminology you use, how you think about things and just how important words are. So what he talked about is his poor dad all the time who on paper looked very successful. He was a professor. He had multiple PhDs and, you know, a full time job and was doing well and but was always poor, was always scraping by, would always use the terms. I can't afford that. I can't do that. I don't have time. And the opposite was true for his rich dad who had dropped out of high school and had become a real estate mogul who owned big stakes and multiple businesses and, you know, lived super frugally and, you know, only had necessities. And on the surface, you know, maybe didn't have as big of a house or maybe didn't have as sexy of a car and, you know, maybe didn't look super rich. But when he died, he passed along millions of dollars to his kids. And one of the things that Robert talks about a lot is, you know, the terminology. He said, and this is something that has stuck with me for 20 years now or, or yeah, close to it. I think I read the book when I was 15 or 16. But he talks about how his poor dad would always use the term, I can't afford that. And he would give up on it. And so let's just say, take something like, um, you know, uh, let's just say nutrition coaching. Okay. If you really want to do it right. And you say, "Ah, I can't afford that. Okay. And you blow it off. Right. What rich dad would say is how can I afford that? What do I need to do? What, what priorities do I need to change so that I can afford that? Right. Because that is something that I want to prioritize. That is something I want in my life. That's something that I want for my health. That's a priority that I want to switch and put higher up on my hierarchy. And so I need to start auditing myself, my priorities, my bank statements. What am I spending money on? What are things that I'm spending money on that just are not getting me closer to my goal? 
And I just saw a meme posted on uh, Facebook that said, um, you know, you can buy a 500 calorie drink every day from Starbucks and it'll run you one hundred and fifty three dollars at the end of the month. You know, or you could just not do that and you would get, you know, spend that money on, you know, a nutrition coach or a personal trainer or a gym and automatically you're going to be doubly healthy. Right. That decision, that priority decision. So you stop into Starbucks every day. You get some, as I call them, foofy drinks. You get some foofy drink and you slow down the line. For God's sake, you slow down the line. Just like just don't do that with your foofy drinks and your whipped cream, Maria. Anyway, that's a tangent, right? So, but you buy, you buy this foofy drink. It's got all these calories in it and pumps of crap and, and it's a dessert, right? And you spend like $5 on it. Yet in that same breath, you probably have recently told somebody that you can't afford a gym membership or you can't afford, you know, a nutrition coach or you can't afford to eat healthy. I hear that all the time. I can't afford to eat healthy. It's like, no, it's slapping my head. Like you can't afford not to eat healthy. Like you're, you're, it's going to have repercussions and it's going to end up costing you a lot more money. All the studies have shown that, right? If you develop a metabolic condition, that is significantly more expensive than buying grass fed beef comparatively to regular beef could ever be. And the same thing is going to hold true across the board with a lot of different things. You might think in the back of your head that buying, you know, a cheapo, you know, headset or <laughs> I'm looking at my headset that I just bought and I bought a little bit nicer brand because the last two headsets that I bought for my computer both broke and they both broke within like a year or two. Right. So now I bought a little bit nicer one and I got a warranty on it and I did these things in the hopes that this one's going to last a little bit longer. Was it more expensive? Yes. However, if you calculate in the fact that I've had to buy three new headsets for a computer over the last five years, if this set can last me five years, I come out on top on that. It's just a different mentality. It's a different thought process towards it. And when we start to look into these things, we would much rather accumulate a few really nice things that are going to last and bring us value and get us closer to our goals then have a bunch of small, inconsequential, cheap things that we don't really need and don't get us closer to our goal. And so as we start kind of looking at this mentality or this focus and this change in mindset, let's start thinking about some of the decisions that we're making and how those decisions refile our priority process. Right. And so the, this gets into the conversation. What I really wanted to talk about is saying no and saying no. And in your head, knowing that you made the right decision and not feeling guilty. And this was my gratitude Friday last week. I told people that I had said no to two different people. I had canceled a meeting that I had scheduled and the reason why was Maria and I had an opportunity to spend an afternoon together. We had an opportunity to paint and work on our home and go out to Lowe's and go out on a date. And I saw that opportunity. I asked her what she was doing and she didn't have anything. And there's very rarely an opportunity that Maria does not have a packed full schedule. And so I saw that opportunity and I looked at the rest of my afternoon and all of the things that I was going to do 
were all things that were not going to move me closer to any of my goals as an individual, none of my family's goals as a team, none of the gym's goals. Nothing was going to be accomplished in that afternoon that was going to actually help me sit there and say, yes, I made a meaningful difference in motion towards what I want to accomplish today. Right. And going back to the Warren Buffett thing, it were things that maybe were on 20 items that eh, maybe I kind of want to do sometime in the future. They're they're half goals. They're they're aspirations that just don't matter. And so now I'm working really hard on saying no to that stuff so that you can say yes to something else. And that was my gratitude Friday. I said no to all of this stuff that I had coming up. And that allowed me to say yes to my wife and really prioritize our relationship for a day and make sure that, you know, we could do the thing in the world that makes her most excited, which is work on our home and continue to progress this thing that this project that we will be working on together for decades to come, but do that together. And so I want you guys to think about what are things that you have on your calendar right now? What are things that you know you have coming up? that you've said yes to that, you know, it's, it's a meeting with somebody, it's a dinner with a couple, it's, you know, some, you know, something with your kids, something with, um, you know, a play date or something else. And you're just looking at it and you're just like, why the hell are we doing this? I hear it all the time. Like I think adults, we say it a lot more than you think. Why the hell are we doing this? Like, and why did we say yes to this? Why do we agree to this? Why do we schedule this? Why do we plan this? And then your reaction is like, I don't know. We planned it like two and a half months ago and we had said yes. And then everybody was just too nice to say no. And everybody's just too nice to sit there and go, you know, hey, I've got other priorities. And as much as, you know, I would love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and do do something like that. Like, honestly, I've got other goals that need my attention. I've, I haven't been spending time with my wife and my family and they need my attention. And I have to I just I can't say yes to all of this stuff and I can't keep scheduling all of this stuff when I have these other priorities and these other things that need focus. And I think when you look at successful people, when you look at, you know, it's, I, I don't equate rich and successful at the same time, but if you look at somebody who has, let's say, successfully started a company and is truly happy and, you know, has created hundreds of jobs or thousands of jobs for American workers and has, you know, been married the whole, their whole time. Look at, let's, I don't know if this is true at all, but let's just look at like a LeBron James seems pretty happy to me. He's got a good family life. As far as athletes go, one of the best family lives that I've seen. And he creates hundreds, if not thousands of jobs for people in, you know, sports organizations, his private coaches and trainers, his sponsorships. He's got his own like brand company. There's all kinds of things that have been made better from LeBron James. And when you start diving into some of his charity things, you start to see his priorities. His goal is to be able to give thousands of free college educations to inner city kids. I don't know if you guys have seen his, his school is like high school that he's created, but it's incredible. It's amazing. And that's a huge priority for him. And it's so funny to me when people talk about, you know, basketball and some of these things and basketball is like third or fourth on his list. And he's 
fine admitting that like, yeah, he wants to win. He wants to win championships. But, you know, he was born, you know, six, eight, six, nine, being able to jump through the roof, 260 pounds and just God given talent for football. He didn't choose it. Yet everybody just expects him to love it and care about it and prioritize it over everything else. And nothing else you do should matter. And I love it because he's just got his priorities in line. He knows he understands like I'm making decisions first for my, my family, second for my charity. And then somewhere third, fourth, fifth down the list is who I play basketball for, who I play basketball with and how good I am at basketball. And I just think that that's such a cool mentality. It doesn't mean that he's not in the gym and doesn't work harder than everybody. It doesn't mean that. It just means that when push comes to shove and he's making decisions, he is okay to say no to the Olympics or an all-star game or a dunk contest or this or that or the other. He's fine to just say no. Because he's got other stuff to do. He's got other stuff that he needs to prioritize. Like you couldn't get a meeting with LeBron James if you wanted to. And the reason is he has 15 to 20 people in your way from even being able to do that. And all along the way, it's got to be worth his time. And it's got to get in line with his priorities for him to want to schedule that time to meet with you. And I think the more successful people that you look at and probably the more happy people that you look at the more that stuff is true. It's just there. There's just a barrier. There's a no barrier because they say no to so many things, to so much stuff. They're able to say yes to what is actually important to them. And I think this is nowhere more important than in health and fitness, because a lot of times we say no. And for a lot of us, it's been, you said it for years, decades, you know, you said no, to your health and fitness. You said no to eating healthy or exercising with diligence, with intention. You said no to stress management. Some of you guys who are still working out and maybe eating healthy, you just don't even realize that you still haven't focused on stress management and sleep. And so for all intent purposes, you still really aren't taking your health and fitness very seriously. And we get to this point where we just say no to it for so long. And it just sort of becomes habit. And then when we sit and we try to say yes, it's really hard for our brains to sit there and make it a priority and say like, no, I am actually going to make this shift and I'm going to put this health and nutrition and fitness and all this stuff, stress management way up on my priority list. All of a sudden, I'm going to reshuffle it and way up to like number two is going to go my health and fitness. Or even in reality, I think you guys know where I sit with this. Number one, right? We put it number one because if you are able to take care of yourself, if you are able to take care of your health and fitness, your mentality, your stress management, you are going to be better at everything underneath that list. If number two is family and parenting, you are going to be a better parent. You're going to be more patient. You're going to be more happy. You're going to be more with it. You're going to be sharper and more attentive. You're actually going to be able to dive into your kids' lives and care better because you took care of yourself, because you are low stress, because you have endorphins and you're happy and you've taken the time out of your day for you. So, and the same thing goes on down the list. If number three is work, you're going to be more productive. You're going to need less caffeine. You're going to be more excited. You're going to be happier just generally. You're going to be, that breeds you being more successful across the board. 
And so if you are able to just consistently work health and fitness up the list on your priorities, that does mean saying no to other things. You have to realize that any time that two jumps one and you shift those, that means that you have to say no to some of the stuff in number two to be able to do number one sometimes, right? You have to be able to say no to, you know, going out on Friday night and spending all day at the bar and doing all these things so that you can afford a gym membership or so that you can wake up and work out on a Saturday because you promised, you said that Saturday was my workout day. Saturday is my day with my family. We have some guys in the gym who do such a fantastic job. They are as dialed in with their workout days and they have been for decades. And when they started to have two kids and three kids and four kids, they had to change priorities around. And now they come in and it is just clockwork. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday, Saturday and Sunday are for my family period. There is no negotiation. There's not a question. They don't do the open. They don't do, you know, squat cycles. They don't do these things because weekends are for my family. That is the priority. I am able to prioritize this stuff during the week so that I can prioritize my family on the weekends. And I don't feel bad about any of it because I know my priority list. And so as you guys start thinking about that, we have to start putting this stuff in action with conviction. We have to say no with conviction. And when you start understanding your priority list and your values list, when you get that, when you know not just the macro categories, but also those micro categories, those subcategories, you know how those are prioritized. It will give you the ability to say no to things and feel good about it, not feel bad about it. And if you really think about it, it sucks to say yes to something only because you would feel bad if you said no. That's not going to make you a present person. That's not going to make you somebody who's super excited to be around. If I'm only going out of obligation or because I felt bad saying no, and that's the only reason. Well, damn, like, man, that's you're not going to be you're not going to be the life of that party, are you? You're going to be a drag. Because you would rather be doing and rather be focusing on other things. And this is super true with me. I would say company aside, because there's some company where I really want to go to dinner with you and spending time with you is more important than uh, the money I'm going to spend or the meal I'm going to have. But I've got dinner at our house pretty dialed in. Like what Maria and I eat and you can ask her like we love like truly love, like look forward to our breakfast and dinner every day. Love it. And we, and it's healthy and it's inside of our cost range, right? So we can check all three blocks, right? I can be financially responsible. I can eat healthy and I can love, love what I eat. That's incredible. So why would I say yes to going out to wherever for dinner. It doesn't even matter. You can, you can dangle anything in front of me, the better the restaurant, the more expensive it is. Right. So you're telling me, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, $250 to go out to a Cameron Mitchell restaurant and have a steak for Maria and I, and a glass of wine and whatever. And okay. Yeah. It's a nice night out, but the dinner probably isn't better or I'm not going to enjoy it any more than what I would have at home. 
The, you know, I'm, the alcohol is going to make me feel not great for the next day's workout. It's not as healthy as what we would have at home. And now I'm 250 bucks in the hole instead of $21 if we would have had steaks and sweet potatoes and mixed vegetables at our house. And so that $230 compounded once or twice a month over a year will pay for a fence or a, you know, a new room in our house or new furniture or paint or all of the things that we want to do that are going to continue to bring us happiness for years instead of a fleeting experience. And I get it like going out every once in a while. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you should just have no social life. But there's multiple different ends to that. Like we can have people over to your house and make an amazing healthy dinner for way less money, significantly more inexpensive and keep your priorities in line. I'm still eating healthy. I'm still doing it inside of a fixed cost range. I'm still enjoying the company that I have and I love it. And so this is, this is what I'm talking about, right? Is if you understand your priorities when a couple asks you out to dinner and you're looking at it, and if you have the same things in line that Maria and I have in line, your response might be, well, why don't we have you guys over for dinner? Or why don't we do a, you guys make dinner one night and we'll make dinner the next, right? And you guys can bring your kids over and we can do this. And we're both going to save hundreds of dollars. We're both going to eat healthier and feel better because of it. We still get the, the beauty of each other's company. And I think that those things, and you know, everything else equal, those things uh, are the things that really add up to make the difference. And I think it's true across the board with everything, right? It can be the same for the gym experience. It can be the same for work. You have to prioritize and the prioritization, it can't be as black and white as, well, family is more important for me to me than work. But let's think about that one for a second. If we just leave that blanket statement. So you're telling me that Timmy's preschool graduation that's happening this afternoon is more important to you than being available to close, you know, a new contract that could potentially be worth, you know, millions of dollars to your company and set your family up for the rest of their life. Well, in that context, like clearly the answer is going to be, well, no, absolutely. It's not right. That's a clear priority change. But you said family is more important than work. And so that's why we can't just broad brush this stuff. We have to be thinking subcategories. And I think the subcategories become really important when we start really dialing into the health and fitness thing because it's such a large category, right? You can certainly tell me that I prioritize nutrition and exercise, but I don't really prioritize sleep or stress management right now. And I would tell you, okay, that's fine. What are you prioritizing, right? What other things are going on in your life? And are you happy? Because right now, if you're really happy, then we don't have a problem. But if if you are unhappy, let's really start to unfold what is being said yes to, right? Are you working super late hours and you're not getting home until, you know, 7 30, 8 o'clock at night? And so then you're not, and you just eat fast food on the way home because all you want to do is go home and get to bed, but then you're wired and you can't go to sleep until like 11. And so now your sleep's struggling and your health and fitness is struggling from a nutrition standpoint and a sleep standpoint and a stress management stamp standpoint, all because of works. But you made your workout that morning. It's like, OK, well, 
maybe we need to start thinking about deprioritizing work ahead of some of those health and fitness things that are maybe more important. And as you kind of start to look at things that way, as we start to look at those subcategories, I think it gives a little bit of a deeper dive picture into what we say no to and what we say yes to, right? Saying no to staying later in work, that might mean that you don't get promoted, that might mean that, you know, you get passed over or, you know, that you are stagnant or you don't get that next contract or you lose out on a client. But if that means that you get to go home at five and be with your wife and kids and make a meaningful, healthy, nutritious dinner and get to bed by 930 and get eight hours of sleep each night, I can guarantee you that over the long haul of years that that is going to pay off way, way more than whatever that new client would have brought you or whatever that staying late or that promotion would have gotten you. And I'm lucky to know people that have made that change. Um, And one of the one of my best friends growing up, his dad made that sacrifice. And and it was just one of those things where, like, I didn't even know it or realize it till later. But he was a great father and his kids all really respected him and he did fine. He didn't become this multimillionaire who moved his kids around to, you know, 13 different States, which is what would have happened because he had his priorities in line. And so he said, no, and he said no to a promotion and he said no to moving his family around. But what he was able to do is really set up some firm roots and have a great family structure and have people who loved him and respected him around him. And so as we kind of start dialing this one down, guys, just start to pay attention to that. I want you guys to focus this next week on what is coming up, who is asking you what, and what do you really want to say? What are your real priorities? And do you have the guts to say it? Do you have the guts to not lean on, nah, I'm busy, or I don't know, I don't know if I'll have enough time, and I don't know if I'll have enough time. Not sure if I'll have enough time, you know, do you lean on that or can you look at them and just say, that's not a priority for me right now? Or I think that that's a distraction from what my goals actually are, right? And I've said that twice this week. I was really proud of myself. Um, You know, it doesn't come naturally. It's a hard thing for me. I'm a people pleaser. And so I, but I was able to tell two different people, I think that's a distraction, I think our core business is going really well and I really believe in what we're doing and I want to keep focusing on it. And I don't want this other stuff that's going on. I don't want that distraction to come in and uh, I want us to stay focused, stay focused on what we're doing because I believe in it. Right. And, uh, you know, if you say it like that, people are okay. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate your time. Right. And just like that. I appreciate your guys' time. I appreciate your listening this. And thank you guys very much for uh, for diving into the podcast with me here. And I hope that this one uh, helps you think about priorities and values and some of that stuff on a little bit deeper level. And most importantly, saying no and understanding that saying no to something means that you get the opportunity to say yes to something that will actually get you closer to your real values and your real goals. Thanks, guys. 